Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you this morning with Pastor Jim. Hello, hello, hello. So uh, it's Tuesday. Yes. And you didn't preach on Sunday. I did. I preached Sunday <laughs> in Napa, Idaho. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so are, do you feel like a, a, an extra energy that you wouldn't normally have right now? Or you did know, you like, was it Sunday after church and you're like, I want to go do something with people instead of like, yeah. I want to lock myself away and not spend any time with anybody for I, a it's while. It's funny you say that because I actually did a little experiment. Like I'm going to be at church, both services. I'm going to yeah. talk to everybody. I'm going to, the only thing I'm not going to do is talk for 30 minutes in the form of a sermon yeah and i and i i literally was like i wonder which part of this is exhausting because right. i am exhausted at the end of that yep. second service i yep. don't i don't like Same. me let uh-huh. alone anybody else so I, I i i was it was interesting that after it was over with uh we had a medical procedure we had to do later in the day but they they made it sooner because of the the snow or whatever yeah so i went through all of that i wasn't hungry i wasn't tired <laughs> i got back to the house and i, I you know uh, you know, Dina, my wife's like, I'm going to take a nap. I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit out here and play with the bulldog. Right. So it's preaching. I'll be done. It, yeah. it is literally that 30 minutes. And I can talk to you for 30 minutes and feel great yep. about it, be yep. refreshed by it. But yep. but to talk to a congregation, two, two 30-minute talks, I have no idea what's yeah. in that time. Right. But physically and emotionally, I am spent at the yeah. end of that. Yeah, yeah it's funny because I feel the same way just from uh, leading worship or just leading the team that yeah. I wouldn't feel from coming to um, – to service on a Sunday and uh, the creative assistant today was like, Hey, what do you think about starting to get like worship team members to come and hang out like on a Sunday night after church? And I said, no. (laughs) She was like, what, why not? And I said, I don't like anybody on Sunday. Like we had a meeting after church on Sunday, me and pastor Kyle and one other guy that's thinking about joining the team. And I was just like, I don't even have words to say to this guy anymore. Right. Like, and I don't think people understand until yeah. you're in it for some reason. Yeah. You don't realize how exhausting it really it really is. And yeah. we come to work every day, and I come home feeling refreshed and fine. So it's not like, oh, maybe he's got a chemical imbalance that he needs to get right. checked. It's just something about uh, Sundays, yeah. and I don't know what it is. But, I don't. Um, do you ever wonder, like, how do school teachers do this five days a week and, like, six, seven hours a day? I am exhausted from having two children. So from yeah. being responsible, somebody like a, a Dave Cromer right. that's been teaching for 20 years, right. five days a week. And then comes home to a young family. Yep. And, but yeah. also every morning when I get to the gym at six, he's already covered in sweat and he's been there since 530. Yeah. That guy is like, I don't know how he does it, but he's my hero yeah. from seeing yeah. stuff like that. Well, then he goes outside and he puts his cape on and he flies to school. Right. And, yeah. yeah, right. And I'll skip the gym for like two months and come back and he's still there. Like he's yeah. very consistent with it all year round. And so wow. actually to have a little sidetrack, I got to the gym before him this morning. We normally run into each other. And he was like, oh, you're here before me. And I said, yeah, I'm feeling really motivated today. And he's like, all right, believe that lie. Like yeah. he, he just, <laughs> he doesn't care about motivation at all. Right. It's just like, what he who, does. yeah, it's just what he does. And yeah. motivation is a lie. Like, well, you know, just do it. He was a submariner in the U.S. Navy. Yeah. So I, I, I think being under the Pacific Ocean six months at a time did do some Dane Bramage. <laughs> right. And, and now he's, he's just. In a good way, in <laughs> the best possible way. <laughs> I was in the Army and did not suffer from that Dane Bramage right. of getting up at five o'clock right. to go to the gym. Yeah. You know? Yep. 
Yeah, so he's an impressive guy. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyways, Sunday, uh, we've been on this kick of just pioneering, pioneering again. Yeah. And uh, this Sunday was kind of another step into that of something that we've never done before. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to explain it a little bit. Yeah, we'll so the those message. who were not here, we are teaching a, a series with the church 2,000 miles away in Napa, Idaho, uh, Awakened Church under the leadership of Adam and Brooke Cook which were our former associates and still very much sons and daughters of this house. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been looking at, at co-teaching series on relationships and other things, but you know, how do you do that? When someone, you gotta get on a plane, you gotta right. lose a whole week, there's a time change, there's, it's a lot of work to do that. So um, we came up with the idea kind of progressively through the years that we would, when the, when the timing was right, the technology was in place, everything worked, that we would teach, um, both of us would teach in our home churches week one, and then we would play the recording of that via video uh, week two in each other's churches. Yeah. And week three, which is coming up this week, I'll be teaching again in Fenton, he'll be teaching in Napa. And then week four, I'll be in Cuba, and he'll be teaching here on uh, on that Sunday and Thursday night and Sunday yep. as well. I'll be teaching in Napa, Idaho, even though I'll be in Cuba and he'll be in Napa. Yeah. He'll be speaking in Fenton while I'm speaking in Napa. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. But it's it, like it when you're traveling us. home from Australia and you're like, we left yeah. earlier than whenever we right. got here. And it's yeah. just confusing. Ready just don't home. think about it. Ready to get home two hours ago. Yeah. It's a 24 hour trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't even think yeah. about it. It's just confusing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, Let's talk about it yeah. then, the service. Um, I thought the response was great. I thought it was great, too. I was really nervous. Uh, Pastor Adam did something at the beginning, which was we're going to stand up and read Scripture. Yeah, and yeah. I was very nervous that our people were just going to watch and not participate in right. that, and that wasn't the case and on it Thursday or either if, service. If that's the case, it would have been like watching a TV show yep. right, or listening to a podcast yep. or something. I, I yeah. was, And it wasn't like I knew that was coming and had everybody to stand up. We just did it. Everybody right. stood up. People laughed at the jokes. They they said amen. They repeated the words. They, yeah. you know, like they were encouraging this guy that said it a week ago, 2,000 miles away, yeah. but it was good. I mean, right? yeah, I, I think it's, I think this is true. I think that because he's, what, five times the size of, mm-hmm. of a living person, that yeah. he's um, brighter on that screen than he would be in person. And yeah. because the sound is identical, right. in some ways, it's actually a better thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, 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 we're going to have a better response to seeing that. Right. I think the church is not just the teaching, it's the people you're sitting around. I mean, mm-hmm. you say, well, if that's true, why don't we just stay home and watch it on our phones? It's like, well, because we have a 60-foot jumbotron, number one, yeah. quarter of a million dollars of sound and lighting behind it. Yep. But the other thing I think is it, it, church is people. Mm-hmm. It's not the message. But yeah. So to experience a message on relationship from the isolation of your own house, you yeah. know, driving down the street, I, right. it was a beautiful setting to have that message. Yeah. Yep. And I just, um, obviously, worship's still alive. Oh, there yeah. was still a live altar call. There's still, if you need prayer at the end, you yeah. can come up and get prayer. Uh, those are all things that you can't get yeah. if you're staying home to just yeah. watch. I was the talking internet. to Pastor Adam today. You know, 25 people got saved in that. 25 people got saved. He said <laughs> that the the aisles were filled with people that wanted to come down and just yeah. repent for something. Yeah. And they were hearing, if you, yeah, if you're still confused, they were hearing the message that Pastor preached a week ago, which was the you could hear somebody coughing. And yeah. it sounded like it was the loudest thing ever in the room because yeah. of how quiet so, the room was. Tough subject, yeah. Yeah. Talking about forgiveness. You're bringing up everybody's pain when you're talking about forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the message itself from Pastor Adam, th- thoughts oh, on yeah. that? It's just, I mean, that's why we do it. Yeah. Uh, Adam just has a, he's a deeply relational person, but man, I, I just couldn't, I, I listened to the sermon three times and took notes three times. Yeah. 
and added to my notes every time yep. stuff I didn't get because it was coming too fast. Right. I've heard more people say, man, I'm just chewing on that or that mm-hmm. that caused me to want to make a phone call or to. Yeah. I know it has in my relationships. I actually, uh, you know, one of the things was write down five people, your closest friends. Yeah. And uh, I was surprised, you know, you got 30 seconds. I wrote down, I was surprised at the names I wrote down, to be honest right. with you. And the names that I didn't write down, they just didn't come to mind. Yeah. And then I thought, you know, I, I don't spend hardly any time with these, you know, three of these five people. I yeah. barely am around, you right. know. So I, one of them's being Jason McKay. And I, I, so right after service, I said, hey, I'm going to Detroit tomorrow for the day. You want to come with me? He's like, yeah, I'll come with you. I'll come with you. So, yeah, so you know, we, we went down and ate tacos, met with two different church planning teams right. and did a teaching for Curtis Church. And, you know, but yeah, really no purpose to it except just to be together, you know, yeah. just to enjoy that friendship and iron sharp and iron. That came yeah. out of, that's one of the things that came right. out of that. The other thing that was funny to me is that you're my son. I didn't hear him say can't be an immediate family yeah. member, yeah. But, but your name was on there. Uh-huh. And I, I wasn't surprised by that. I just thought, well, my five closest friends, like Josh, you know, I thought, <laughs> Josh, is he, Josh, has he got a diapers now? JD, Does he have a driver's Dina, license? Charlie. Yeah. yeah, Charlie. Ruby. The <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm really a lonely person. Right. No, Adam said it couldn't be your dog or your talking bird. Yeah, yeah but my talking bird's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we're not talking about your talking bird. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was good. It was good. I mean, honestly, I, I caught not your spouse is what I heard him say. Dina uh-huh. would have been first, and then, you know, my my children, and yeah. I mean, I mean, your your son and daughter are some of my closest friends, right. Right? which is weird, but it's it's wonderful. <laughs> but there's yeah. just there, I mean, there's iron sharpening iron type relationships. Right. Francine's a good listener. I just yeah. <laughs> I just don't get any. I just don't give time to. Yeah. I, my life is about forest fires, yeah. and so you you run from fire to fire, putting it out. And right. You forget, you know, you planted some trees twenty years ago that are uh-huh. probably beautiful to look at now, and yeah. have fruit on them. And so to go and you know spend the day with Jason and enjoy the fruit yep. from that that yeah. tree that was planted decades ago, it was good, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I I really enjoyed it, and uh, I've been telling people this, but I think you and Adam, your teaching styles are just a little bit different, and yeah. they're both awesome. And I think whenever we can have our congregations switch for a week. Yeah. Like the people in Idaho hear you and they're like, that was the best message ever. <laughs> right, just and then our people yeah. hear that and they're like, that was the best message ever. But I think it's just yeah. fastball after fastball after fastball. You throw them a curveball every once in a while right. and it just, it hits different for some reason just because yeah. it's somebody, it's just a new face, but it's somebody that you hear the teaching and you're like, this, um, this sounds like it's coming from our house. It doesn't sound yeah. like it's IHOP or Hill right. song. It's the same verbiage. Right. It's the same. Right. He had stories about Michigan because that's where he had yeah, Jim Harbaugh and yeah, yeah. And talking about, you know, being at his babysitter's house when he was younger and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's all, um, Fenton and Michigan. So I think he relates well to our people, even though he's 2000 miles away. He yeah. knows. Honestly, my first impression, the video comes up. I'm like, he's got on a beanie and a deep V neck t-shirt and yeah. a sport like, suit jacket man on. you're not you're not preaching in new york here buddy what do you what do you this fenton michigan you know but i and uh, then you realize just how old you really are <laughs> yes i do remember you saying so this that. sunday i'm wearing a beanie and a really deep i actually like my cleavage will be hanging out just in honor of, of adam wow. cook and uh and awaken it's gonna awaken some things yeah. i'm sure awaken nausea when people see it oh wow <laughs> i hope that doesn't happen the visual thinkers sunday. are poking their minds yeah out right now. they just turn the podcast off they don't want to hear it anymore dude i had food in my mouth when you said finish that. it later yeah <laughs> all right so anyways um right. we don't have as much i would say to say about the messages normally because you didn't preach it it was yeah. adam that preached it so what i want to do then is start talking about next week because yeah. you are speaking again next week yeah. third week of the relationship series and i think i know what you're talking about and if uh if it's true then man is it an important topic 
right yeah. now because it just feels like now more than ever this is uh not just in fenton or the church or whatever but just in life this is just seems like you yeah. hear on the news of bad stuff happening all about this topic yeah marriages yeah. we're gonna yeah. talk about marriage and i and i boy how do you say it? marriage you know when i was single i grew at a, at the pace i chose i i left any relationship that didn't please me or serve me in some mm-hmm. way uh, whether it was friendships or families or the military or churches, you know, I, I was this autonomous being. And it was like, it's like when you stand in front of a mirror and you pose just a certain way and you flex and you go, okay, that's the way I look. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. now, that's being single. Being married is standing on a scale and watching that, that number reflect who you are. Yeah. It talks to you. The right. mirror doesn't talk to you. It shows you what you show it. Mm-hmm. But that scale says, get off me fatty. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I think when I got married, it's really kind of a, it's tricky because God gave me somebody I love more than myself to change myself in a way that I would never change myself if it wasn't yep. affecting her negatively. Absolutely. So it, it's a really refining fire. I, I mm-hmm. could not, I, I think any husband would say they cannot become what God wants them to be um, on their own. Yeah. There, there has to be something beyond heaven, beyond yeah. hell, even if you will, because right. it's just too far away. Yeah. Yeah. Heaven and hell in a marriage is right here, right now. Yeah. You know, I used to say it a lot, but the closest thing to heaven and the closest thing to hell I've ever experienced is my marriage. Yeah. I've never hurt like, like I've hurt in my marriage and yep. I've, I've never been blessed. Like I've been blessed in my marriage. So right. to really understand what marriage is, what it's not, um, how it how it is to function, what God was thinking. And really, that's if there's a title for Sunday's <laughs> sermon. Have you ever seen something you go, God, what were you thinking? Yeah. You know, flying cockroaches, like you had to give them wings. Why, right. why would that? Right. Mosquitoes yeah. in Michigan. Why, you know, what were you thinking? It was, yeah. I could really enjoy being outside for four months out of the year, but it's for these right. mosquitoes. So I, I think well, if you don't know what marriage is, you look at it and say, what were you thinking? Almost as if it's wrong. It's an error. Or, yeah. And so we... We often move in with our own idolatries when we find yep. God to be in quote error. Right. So but we're going to talk about what God really meant. What did He mean when He said husband and wife? Yeah. And what marriage is, and it's. Right. I I don't think it's going to be as quiet as the forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> sermon. Hopefully not. But I, I it, it should be as sobering. How's that? Yeah. It, it might be a little bit more entertaining. Right. But, it, but it, man, it's it's a sobering, beautiful, sacred right. revelation of who Jesus and the church is. Who mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Who God is? Who, it's it's shocking how yeah. much how much sacred is in what we treat as common and everyday. Right. You know? so. It's just uh, it's funny how like Hollywood, all of the the love movies or whatever, they end at the we fall in love and we get together. Yeah. What they don't show is the next forty years after that yeah. of the relationship. Yeah. Which is actually that's where everything's actually made stronger, right? Like everybody has those times in their relationships that are hard. And if you don't, then somebody's really unhappy in your marriage, right? Someone's just agreeing with you the entire time and it's not, (laughs) they're not actually agreeing with you. They're dying inside and they just haven't told you yet. Um, But every marriage has hard seasons and good seasons. And it's like Pastor Adam said on Sunday, like the hard seasons are what forge you together and make you stronger. You don't grow in times where everything is good. You enjoy those times and they're great, but you're not growing at all as a couple. And I know my wife better than anybody else will call things out of my life. Mm. And I will respond in a way that I wouldn't respond when a friend calls me out on something like that. If my wife says, you need to lose weight, guess what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm going on a diet and I'm going to the the gym, right? Right. If a friend says you need to lose weight, I might think about it, but there's a good chance I'm not doing anything. I'll put less ranch dressing on my chicken tenders. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My pants feel better. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I just think, um, man, marriage is a powerful thing. 
and Satan wants to do his absolute best to make sure that there are not healthy, thriving Christian marriages. Because um, if you can save a marriage, then you can save the family and really just save, save the world. So it's a really important topic and one that I would encourage every single person listening to this to come to. And even if you're like, I come to church, but my spouse doesn't come to church, like just try it. I think it would be a good week to it have is. Because and again, it's like, well, it doesn't do me any good to hear a teaching on marriage if my spouse isn't here. It's like, that's not true. Yes. Yeah. Marriage, I have seen marriage be utterly, I mean, physically, emotionally, and spiritually one-sided yep. in work. And I, there was a man named David, David Bear, an extended care. His wife had had Alzheimer's, had not had a conscious waking moment in two years yeah and he lived downstairs and was completely blind she lived upstairs and was completely you know the lights were on but yeah nobody was home yeah i mean not couldn't speak couldn't nothing right and he would navigate um as a blind 90 year old man the hallways find the elevator get up he would sit next to her bed he would talk to her about the leaves changing and the temperature and i heard from Susie and our great grandkids were yeah blah 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 blah. he would sing her a hymn he would share a scripture and he would say well i'm tired now sweetie and mm-hmm. I gotta go. I, I remember just bawling, like, <laughs> dang. Like, yeah. I, I hope that never happens to me. But, yeah. But if that ever happens to me, I hope to be a husband like David Bear to, yeah. you know, to my wife. Like, right. there's, so that is a completely one-sided, non-responsive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's what husbands do. They lay their lives down for their bride. So right. I, you say, well, my husband would do that for me. Well, let's let's talk about. Yeah. There, there's two sides of this. There's love and respect. Yep. It is almost impossible to love a woman that doesn't respect you. Yep. It is almost impossible to respect a man that doesn't love you. Yeah. And which so, one happens first, right? Right. And, yeah. and if one person will just break that ice yep. and say, I'm going to love you no matter what, yep. whether you respect me or not, I'm going to respect you no yeah. matter if you're respectable or not. You know yeah. what I mean? If we can put air back in this tire and get going again, if yeah. one side will decide to live marriage, you know, as, as effectively as God gives them the grace to do so. So, right. yeah, I think everybody should be. Now, here's the one person I think that, that might be really difficult for. And that is the single person who longs to be married. I, mm-hmm. If I'm starving, I don't want to watch Food Network. Yeah. You know what I mean, Amen. and the other one, I think the greatest pain that we'll ever experience is a bad marriage. And, yeah. And that ends in divorce, especially. Right. So if you're like, I don't want to hear a sermon on marriage. I, I would just say this. I think that that the realities of marriage and divorce belong in that room together. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if you have any interest in ever being married again, you should hear good teachings on marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that if you are hurt by it you just can't do it it just you know i mean i i get that but i i i think you're better off dealing i think the best time to learn how to fly a plane is when it's on the ground and yeah and it doesn't really matter if you will right versus you know i'm thirty thousand feet in the air okay this is the throttle like oh no <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just like let's let's learn everything we can about an extraordinarily important vital topic yep if nothing else our children need to be in church yeah our, our friends are looking for us we're a community we're gonna get through it together so yep. like i would rather you know slide down a banister made out of razor blades and land in a vat of, of uh you know lemon juice i get that wow but but this is <laughs> that's very graphic this yeah. It's been a very graphic yeah. podcast. Yes. Today. Yeah. Well, I'm a visual <laughs> thinker. So, so there it is. I, I be here. Be here this Sunday. Yeah. Let, let's share. Let's share it together. I promise you won't be embarrassed or offended. It'll be. Mm-hmm. It'll be a heart to heart on what God means when He says marriage. Everybody needs that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Thursday, six thirty p.m. Sunday. 9 and 11 30 if last week for some reason you were like ah, i just didn't really like the video teaching it's going to be a live speaker this week yeah. <laughs> so come to church uh live worship live speaker talking about marriage it's going to be awesome and like pastor said like uh let's just get marriages sharpen each other iron sharpens iron um the world needs to see powerful happy successful married couples together yeah. and uh that's what this sunday is going to be all about so until then we will see you guys next week 
Have a great week.